Welcome to the Red Tunic Podcast. My name is Link. I'm here talking with Michael from Boneloaf Development Studios, developers of Gang Beasts. Hi, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. So um, why don't you tell us a bit about Boneloaf and what you guys do for those that don't know before uh, before we get started? Um, well, I guess uh, we're a small uh, studio. Uh, I mean, we set up quite a while ago now, actually, and been making the game Gang Beast, like you said. Um, it was actually founded by uh, me and my two brothers. Um, actually, more recently, uh, my wife and uh, our sister uh, joined <laughs> as well. So it's really kind of a family company. Um, yeah, and we kind of fell backwards into this industry. Uh, we've been learning on the job <laughs> ever since. Well, that's 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 you know always nice to have a family affair, bring everyone bring everyone into it. Um, and yeah, there that is something I actually wanted wanted to ask about. Um, you know, you said you kind of fell into it. Uh, how did you guys get into developing? You know, did it get into the process of this? Well, uh, early on, um, we kind of we I failed a year at university. James was lecturing uh and uh john was working in retail and um it just we kind of uh i should also say that i was studying game design but um i failed on my english i'm dyslexic so i'm not very good (laughs) at speaking and things um and we originally was looking to do uh kind of uh art stuff like uh characters and just um like t-shirts and things and also try to make maybe a small mobile game and things and um we were just toying around with some prototypes and things and uh we took it to a small game developer meetup and um people seemed to like it so we thought the game's not going to get any more popularity than that so we put a free demo out on the uh, indiedb and crazily, um, someone from that uh, meetup uh, tweeted uh, Giant Bomb, I believe it was. And within, I think, an hour or so of us uploading, it was on a stream to, I think, 30 or 40,000 people. Oh, wow. And we've been <laughs> playing catch-up ever since. Like, We don't really have a professional background in games or anything. Like, James was teaching physical computing and like fine art sort of stuff and John was a fine artist as well. So he he studied that at university. And yeah, we just kinda of hacked away at things until it worked. And that like that's really interesting how um how, how that kind of works. And like I think from you know from following indie games and such that, that kind of seems the trend almost for, for older indie games at least in that they you'd make a, a prototype or, or what have you not really knowing what's going to happen with it and then the next thing you know you have a, a decent enough following just because you know it, it scratches that that one niche itch that no one really understood or realized they had or wanted and then like you said you know next thing you know you're you're playing catch up for for several years right <laughs> and like you know that that kind of speaks to it because i I remembered playing Gang Beasts before it it really popped up on Steam, and I couldn't remember why or how. And I think you mentioning 
the giant bomb thing and you know the indie db i think that kind of triggers how i originally came about it because you know gang beast you know as you said it, it's been around you know it's four years now three four years now i think it's six it exact thank you exactly because yeah. i looked on steam i'm like i was definitely playing this game before you know way before 2017 and that that track so that you know thank you i didn't remember how i found it but i think a lot of people when they they did try it realized it was a a great little party game that kind of just like i said scratched an itch you didn't know you had it was just amusing fun now because you kind of already said you guys just kind of fell into it but like when you were younger with you and your brothers did you did you all play video games together you know was there was there anything from your youth that made you guys go yeah we want to get into to video game development you know was there a game that inspired that or was it just sort of you fell into it and things have just sort of went with it since i mean um I, personally myself i've always wanted to make video games mm -hmm. uh, as far as i can remember it was either that or an architect um i don't think i've got the maths or anything for being an architect um but yeah we kind of um we always like we'd often meet up for christmas and play games like mario kart mm -hmm. um like we'd often try and have a christmas game as well like i remember one christmas around uh one of my brothers where we was all just playing um fahrenheit uh indigo prophecy i think is called in the us but yeah um like my dad like lives in Redcar, which is a seaside town and so there was arcades along the seafront and things so we'd uh go there and play them and so it's all kind of yeah mismatched there's always been uh games in our life and i can i can definitely relate to, to that um kind of in the same way with like a similar family dynamic to it that you know it sounds like for you uh you know mario kart you said as an example but you know, you, your family would kind of come together, you know, at holidays or what have you, and you'd all you'd all enjoy something together that arguably has a pretty low barrier to entry, but is something that everyone can more or less enjoy, whether they're just watching or participating, right? So, <laughs> like, that's always always great to hear that a lot of other people share uh, that same kind of familiar familial, sorry, um, like bond for games because you know, back then it was everyone had to be at the same place. So there was a little more of a personal, uh, I can't think of the word, but more of like a personal touch to it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, w with that, like, did you, did you really have a favorite game as a, when you were younger as a child that, you know, yet you maybe would have played more than your brothers or anything like that? Um, I played a lot of uh, SimCity um when i was younger um i think also a lot of um when it came out uh shadow colossus i remember being blown away by that that was amazing um as for older things so oh, oh, bubble bubble uh me and james would play a lot of bubble bubble together uh, i'm trying to think what else like i've got quite an eclectic mix of uh games i enjoy <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I can definitely relate to that. I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, because, you know, you kind of like what you like, and sometimes what you like is a big pool of things, right? Mm. Um, 
Now, like when you say SimCity, that kind of you know kind of tracks, seeming seeing as you wanted to maybe be an architecture or architect. So like I can, I imagine some of that might have had a bit of overlap, or I might just be you know totally reaching with that one. I don't know. Um, but like, do you do you remember what it was about those games that made you really enjoy them? Um, for SimCity and I guess uh, Sims as well is the building. I've always loved building. Minecraft, another example, is like Lego, but mm-hmm. in VR, a VR, a three D. Sorry. That's <laughs> um, just Shadow of Colossus. I think it was the sense of adventure, like and just being able to climb things, and just that kind of like the way I always described uh, Shadow of Colossus as um, there's no. Um, and level boss, the bosses are the levels. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's like, um, there's something very... How empty that world mm-hmm. is, yet how full it is when you get to explore it. It's just something quite, um, I don't know the word for it. Um, just, it sparks your imagination. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I get what you're trying to, you're trying to say, and you're right, I, I don't, I can't say the, the, I can't speak of the word either, um, I, the closest thing I'd be able to say maybe wanderlust, but no, mm. like, I, I definitely get what you're saying, because yeah, I never really thought of Shadow Colossus that way before, in that, um, each boss is the level, because, you know, you, some of them are just tiny little guys that you're climbing up and, you know, doing what you got to do, and then some of them are, are big, grand uh you know monoliths that even have if i remember correctly some of them even had like save points in the middle of them so like yeah that's an interesting way to look at it. and you're you're right like that world itself didn't really give you anything it really was about exploring and seeing what you could find as well as you know playing the the boss levels yeah, and I think actually another one, uh, Eve Online. I used to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped because, although I love the game, it's mm-hmm. too much like work for me. Like you have to really invest in that game. But the stories that come out of it are absolutely amazing, and like to the point where I still keep up with the news every now and then. Like I check to see what's going on, even though I don't play the game, just because I find it fascinating. Yeah, and like I can, I can also relate to that. I have some friends that have uh, always kind of played Eve and went back to it, and hearing how they play it, hearing what they do, has always made me kind of hesitant to get into it. Because you're right, it's it's a lot like work. You know, at some point you're going to have multiple spreadsheets open to track everything you're doing. But you know, one of the best things about Eve, I agree, is being able to sit and read all of the stuff that comes out of it because it's it's pretty wild what people can and will do and how that evolves and constantly builds on itself you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of unfortunate that you know, a lot of games can't really achieve that kind of uh, approach can't really achieve that kind of uh, feel just because you know eve really weighs heavily on the fact that it's it's players doing that right yeah now um to kind of take away from maybe favorite games uh do you have like a game from your childhood that when you think back on it or if you've tried to go back to it, you realize you know as a child you had 
a certain kind of like nostalgia glasses for it or, or what have you. And you can't, it's not something that really holds up as well as, you know, it did in your child's eye or your child's mind. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think quite a few of them on the PlayStation one, uh, mm-hmm. kind of fall into this category when like 3d was kind of, uh, more becoming a thing, but, mm-hmm. uh, Tenchu stealth assassins was <laughs> the one that I can think of, uh, straight out of the, books because the fog i don't recall the fog being so close like the the view distance of it was so uh poor and I, obviously it's a limitation of the hardware and that but yeah i just i i tried playing it again and uh i was really struggling uh actually uh mario uh mario's 64 as well uh though less to a lesser extent i've been playing that recently again because of the whole um, anniversary stuff that came out and i've been really enjoying it but mm. the camera is horrible <laughs> like I, I just there's been a few times where i've struggled a lot with that camera it's much better these days but i guess i think that was probably one of the first 3d platformers if i remember right I would I would say your 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 memory's pretty good because yeah Mario I don't know I, I I don't remember if it was the very first either but I remember it was one of the first that kind of got it right um, even if you know it didn't age as gracefully as it could have mm-hmm. but um but no you're you're right because it 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 was one of the first and I think you know because trying to think I think Croc was one of the earlier 3D games. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if you ever would have played. Um, it was a weird little. Yeah, I remember crocodile, seeing it. Crocodile in shorts and a backpack or something. Um, but it would have, you know, it was an early PlayStation or computer game that kind of came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it suffered from the same things, but at the same time, it didn't have the same kind of polish that Mario 64 did. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's good that you're still able to enjoy the game. Um, because you know, it, Mario sixty four. I, I I feel, or I remember at least, that it it kind of held up, and it always felt like a a decent or a good enough game. You know, kind of in my opinion, set the the benchmark on how and why three D adventure games, I guess you would say, would work, and how like you know they could always just grow from there. Yeah, I mean, it's still an amazing game. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; it's just uh, I. Definitely having times where I'm struggling with the camera a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, yeah, I'm just trying to think of how that might not translate as well to, uh, you know, going from a 64 controller to a, a non 64 controller, because those were their own beasts in their own right for, you know, how mm-hmm. the buttons were all mapped and just the presentation. Yeah, at least uh, it doesn't wear away your thumb anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played a lot of 64. <laughs> Oh, I, I definitely did. Um, that just reminds me of uh, Mario, the first Mario 64, <laughs> where Nintendo had to take out the one minigame, the Boo minigame. And uh, I don't know if they did it in the UK, but in, in North America, at least, uh, if you sent proof of purchase of Mario Party, they would send you, it was effectively a fingerless glove that had a uh, like a little adapter that you would be able to put on the controller or on the joystick, so that way it didn't just rip all the skin off of your, your palm, because 
I don't know if you remember or played it, but the best way to do some of those uh, aggressively rotate the, the joystick was to just jam it in your palm and go to town. Yeah, it's like playing track and field in the arcades. Oh, uh, that one would have been the, the ball, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Or even, yeah, yeah the, there's so many of them kind of games, like the ones where you have to mash buttons as well. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Luckily, you know, Nintendo took that, that game out for, for the future, but no, I, I know what you're talking about, you know, the, 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 Nintendo, the joystick really, really could do a number on you if you weren't, you weren't careful. Yeah. I'm really actually surprised they didn't do the, uh, the covers for them, you know, like uh, the PlayStation controllers now, the Xbox controllers, all of them have those little, you know, covers or pads or what have you, but the 64 didn't, which is kind of interesting to me at least uh so you know do you have a do you have a current favorite game now that you're you know that you play uh i play a lot of dota i play noita i don't know if you've seen that it's a kind of a pixel physics kind of game of uh i think it means witch or something in uh not sure what the language it is, but uh, basically you pick up ones and fire things, and all the pixels have kind of physics, and it's it's quite a fun little uh, roguelike kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I, I am I am familiar with it. it. Is on it is one of those games I'm looking into to getting to it, trying at some point. Mm-hmm. But no, that you know, that one that one looks you know really really fun. It reminds me. I don't know if you ever played uh, this old old DOS game, uh, Libero. Oh, that that was the worms kind of thing, but um, yes, yes, I did. I played that. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, and I I played a lot of that when I was younger. And seeing Noida, um, if that's the way to pronounce it, seeing that, and instantly kind of reminded me of that, and you know, immediately hmm. just from those physics alone made me go, I want to try this. Um, because yeah, it's been getting you know good enough reviews, and people enjoy it. And you know, you said you enjoy it, so it's it's obviously it's not a Obviously, it's a it's a good game, right? Or it's a game worth looking into. It's not easy, but yeah, it's good. Well, you know that kind of goes with the territory of a roguelike, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know have their own are always fun, in my opinion. Uh, so like, for for these games that you enjoy, like, is there is there something like is there a core concept among them that kind of makes you enjoy them like is there is there something specifically in games that you're going to look at and say oh this game's going to do this i'm going to enjoy it like for example you know for me if i see a game's going to be a roguelike i'm you know typically going to enjoy it enough to 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 try it more do you have anything like that for for how you approach playing games um yeah i guess uh generally i like games where i can build things mm-hmm. um like they're my go-to sort of thing um so like you say roguelikes is another one like um enter the gungeon i hmm. loved uh played loads of that um what else uh i mean i enjoy dota for the tactics and that um whether i'd say that was my something that i go to i think that's the only one of that kind of genre that i go to mm-hmm. uh I can't think what else. I mean, I, I do weirdly play a lot of Gang Beasts as well, <laughs> which I guess is weird because of the amount of um, time I work on it. It's, yeah. 
you wouldn't expect me to, I guess. But no, I, I, I enjoy the, I guess, the the fighting of it, the physics of it. I, mean, mm-hmm. I see that every day. <laughs> and, you know, not... And to speak, you know, completely positively to to the physics of of Gang Beasts, it for me at least when I first tried it, it I didn't I don't ever think I recalled ever playing a game with that kind of physics for the characters. And it, I know some people describe it as jelly physics or something, but for me, I don't know if you had them in the UK, but in in Canada at least, the supermarket would always sell these little stress balls, and they're basically just balloons filled with sand. And mm. when I played originally played Gang Beast, and still now when I play it in any games, you know that kind of took that character style or character approach and ran with it. I always imagine that they are um, balloons, pe- people shaped balloons filled with sand, because that's just how they feel to me. And in my mind, that just makes it even more hilarious. But like the physics of it are 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 fantastic, because it's you know it's they're simplistic, but at the same time they're incredibly fun. And one of the things I wanted to, you know, ask you about was a lot of other games seem to have taken more or less the same kind of physics approach. Does it kind of like, does that instill like a kind of, you know, pride might not be the right word, but like, how does that feel knowing that a lot of games have saw what you did and went, oh, wow, this is awesome and have kind of based their own games around that same kind of physics? I think it's good. Um, I mean... It's uh, the reason why we made uh, Gang Beast the way we made mm. it. Partly was because uh, we was naive and didn't realize how hard it'd be. Um, <laughs> the other thing is um, just there's something about the fluidity. Like uh, mm. another game that is um, a kind of physics-based fighting game is uh, Bomb Squad, um, and that is kind of like a Bomberman. But um, oh, okay. with um, like a bit more physics thrown in, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a um, kind of like a clay-looking thing, like like all the levels are built out of wood and clay, kind of photorealistic. Um, it was actually um, where we played it was on the Ouya. I don't know oh, if okay. you remember the Ouya. Um, remember it? Never. Uh, I never never really got into it. Yeah, and. Yeah, it was uh, that was very fun, and I think that's kind of one of the things that kind of inspired us to start making uh, physics, because mm-hmm. we'd often kind of look around the alternatives of like, oh, but you can't do this, you can't do that. So we fully understand people seeing what we're doing and um, trying to expand upon it. And yeah, like. But- and like I, like I said, I, I asked that, you know, strictly from the standpoint of, you know, that in my opinion, that that seems like a great honor because, you know, like I said, I don't I don't recall ever seeing a game or trying a game at the very least that that did that. And then, you know, a lot of games do it now. And it's for me, it's 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 hilarious because I, I I really like the physics that you that you guys chose to go with just because it everything feels weighted. But at the same time, in a real comedic kind of weighted fashion. I'm 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 sorry. I'm struggling to put it into the right words of how uh, how much I, how much I enjoy just the, the 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 presence that your characters have, while at the same time being completely 
absurd in the, you know how the movements kind of work with the arms flailing about or how you know sometimes you can throw a punch and that punch you know whips behind himself before throwing forward just because of how the 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 arm had bent into position when you rubbed up against someone you know mm. yeah there's there's definitely something about the physics and i think that's why i personally still enjoy uh, mm. both working on the game and playing the game it it still surprises us with things like uh, the other day uh, I was playing with uh, Danny, my my wife, and uh, she did a. I, I was just walking up to her from behind, and she did a backhander with her character and <laughs> completely flipped me over. And it's that kind of just. There's moments that just. Uh, I guess I don't know. Just shock you, but in a good way. I can't think of what that word is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, no matter how you look at it, it's, it's going to be amusing, right? Like, just, you know, the because what you just described is almost out of a cartoon, right? Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's... I'm sorry. It's, it's never very... going to be a bad thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off there. No, no, that's okay. I've cutting you off as well, sorry. Uh, it's very slapstick. Thank you, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we just... Now, I've already kind of touched on on this being kind of like a trend in, in certain games, but like, you know, the, the character design and all that. But is there a do you have a current favorite trend in gaming? Like, is there something that you're seeing a lot of games are, are starting to do and you, you, you know, you're just absolutely ecstatic to see them do it? Um, well, I like that a lot of games seeming to be focusing more on physics because mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of that that brings to the table, uh, not just in the terms of making things explode and things, but also emergent gameplay. Mm -hmm. like you can stack things and get out of places and things like that. But um, other things, um, I mean, VR is definitely one that's very interesting. Uh, I think there's still things that I struggle with personally uh, in VR, like the walking around thing. I, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't get on well with that. But yeah, there's definitely that... The level of emergence in that sort of thing is amazing. Like uh, Half-Life Alex, I played that. And yeah, there's times where I didn't realize I was uh, in the headset to a certain extent. Like, oh, wow. It had that level of immersion for me. Um, I, that doesn't normally happen to me. <laughs> and like, that's, that's an impressive feat. Like even, you know, as you said, it doesn't really usually happen to you. So that makes it kind of even more impressive that you know it's it's that capable of putting you in a in a, in a place putting you in a feeling in a in such a way that you know you you don't re realize where you are like um i've i've tried some vr and for me it you know i'm always aware that i'm wearing a headset i'm not aware of where i am standing um you know like physicality wise in the room and i've had some unintentional accidents while doing that yeah but like i don't think i've ever experienced a, a a moment of not realizing that i was not that person so that's 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 impressive and like you know hopefully uh companies are are able to see what valve did to do that mm -hmm. and you know continue to progress that because you know i don't i don't know about you but i i look at vr and i think that it is a 100 uh, percent a you know, a, a viable or valid stream to go down, not not a uh, 
you know, as some people are calling it a fad or what have you, uh, I, I wholly hope that it is not a fad and that it becomes something that continues onward because, you know, it's, it's fantastic to be able to put a headset on and, you know, slip into something, be immersed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, for Half-Life Alex, I think part of it might have been the index, the, you know, the headset itself, mm-hmm. because the higher refresh rate in that. But um, yeah, basically, it was, um, if I remember right, it's me putting the controllers down. Like, I was just taking the controllers off to get, you know, to finish playing. And I went to put them on the table in the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, that'd be a little bit of a shock when you, you know, take yeah. them off and drop them and then hear the, I'm assuming, yeah, the clatter. Yeah. Now, speaking of, you know, games that you, you know, enjoy that make you feel that way and everything, is, is, there, is there a game that if you're, if you're having a bad day that you, you know, that you'll sit down and you'll play and it's going to be your comfort food for the day? Like the game that, you know, no matter what, more or less, that you're going to be able to just enjoy and it's going to help, you know, decompress. Um... Yeah, it's changed over time, but mm. I think right now, currently, my go-to game for relaxing is actually Dota, which is a bit weird because it's not always the most friendly <laughs> environment. But um, yeah, I quite enjoy playing that to kind of just decompress. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, at times it's been Minecraft because building thing, you just kind of get lost in the world. Um mm-hmm. Uh, City Skylines I played a lot of for that sort of thing. Now, I, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way or a bad way, um, but it, it amuses me. Like, I, I can understand Minecraft. I can understand City Skylines because those kind of games are more or less made for you to be able to just relax and, you know, put on a audio book or what have you and just sort of go, right? But um, but games like Dota, they typically require a, a, a large amount of focus and awareness and, you know, um, juggling of things. Can you, um, again, in totally the, you know, best way possible, how can you, can you put into words how, how those kind of games help you decompress? Cause for me personally, those kind of games just add to my stress. Cause you know, it's, Oh, someone went, you know, from mid went left or right, or they're jungling or, you know, you, for me, that's just stress. Can you, can you touch on how that's, how that <laughs> helps you? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I guess maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but um, no, I guess it's because it's kind of distracting me from my own issues, like my, my own like work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can just focus on something else, and it's kind of all-consuming in that regards. Like you have to focus on the game, and I guess when it's good, it is very good. Like mm-hmm. yeah, one. But even sometimes when it's bad, like it's fun anyway because it was a close match or uh even when it's like bad and the match is full of trolls and things like that it's not always that bad because it's just amusing to me like <laughs> I, it's uh i find it interesting that people get so invested mm-hmm. then you know i definitely and i never thought of it the way you just put it but no i definitely get what you're saying because yeah you know it's everything is you know you're so involved in it because you kind of have to be you have to be there all the time right that you're right, you know, everything else just sort of kind of falls by the wayside and you're able to just focus down on 
a problem that's in front of you that you know you're going to be able to resolve. I don't know if that's the same for you, but that's the mindset that when you said it, that it's the, you know, the light bulb went off that, you know, it's sometimes you just, whether you win or lose, having the ability to just do something that you know is going to have a result and not mm -hmm. sit and, you know, spend like three hours on. Because, uh, you know, as I work as a programmer as well, so I can definitely relate to uh, potentially, you know, working at the same problem for, you know, an hour or two hours with little to no results, but being able to do something that you'll get resolved immediately, well, you know, however long a Dota match takes, I never thought of it that way. So that's, that's an interesting, like I said, I don't know if that's entirely the way you were going, but that's the light bulb for me. Yeah, no, um, it's, it is that kind of thing. Sorry. Um, I also, I, I suffer from anxiety. Um, and I think it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you know, um, part of, uh, anxiety, one of the solutions is to distract your brain. And an easy way to do that is to chew on an ice cube because it's something mm -hmm. to do with the, the way it's you're wired mm -hmm. and the sudden cold sensation kind of shortcuts your brain. Mm-hmm. And it can help sometimes, it doesn't always work, uh, help just break you out of that kind of mindset, the anxiety attack. Uh, I think it's that kind of thing with uh, like Dota. It's something that just completely derails my brain in the sense that of the thing I'm thinking about and I'm just thinking about this now. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same sort of thing. And that's, that's, that's really interesting. And, you know, I want to thank you because that's... a making that light bulb go off is kind of part of the reason I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to do this podcast is, you know, to talk to people about, uh, you know, what about, you know, what it is about games that make them enjoy them and everything um, and kind of counter the negativity that we kind of get our, ourselves into, or at least I get myself into and thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, getting those light bulb moments for me are, are awesome because it, it means that I can, you know, look at things from a different a different side or a different angle or what have you uh and then you know maybe even apply that to to other other aspects of gaming in general or just in life so thank you for that because that's that's a really really interesting approach and you know also the ice cube trick i never heard about that but um i definitely do know some people that that suffer from anxiety or you know i i myself to varying degrees so that's a an interesting well i'm gonna call it a life hacking in air quotes there um <laughs> To, to definitely look into or to recommend because you know anything that helps you i don't know if get grounded is the right word but anything that help you pull back and be more present and you know not focus on the things that are making you anxious are always always fantastic right yeah, i think grounding is the correct term for it actually yeah but yeah it, it, it helped me when i heard about that well yeah that and that's that's great to hear and then you know no so now as, as, you know, as, as a developer, there's this kind of question is going to be a little two-sided and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be two sides to it. Um, but with like the current landscape for games now more than ever, uh, allowing better interactivity between developers and fans, whether it be Twitter, whether it be discord, you know, what have you, um, how do you feel about the game's fandom with all of that, you know, with the, the easily or the easier ability to to interact and consume with with your fans and developers like how do, has that how do you feel that's impacted uh bone loaf and you know you guys in general 
It's, uh, I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, it is great to be able mm-hmm. to interact with the community. Like, uh, we have like a community-run Discord, and they've been amazing. Uh, and it's it's funny just to see them talking about things and theory crafting about what's coming and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, like we do a lot of events as well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, not currently during the global pandemic, but um, that's always been a way for us to kind of recharge our batteries. Um, like just seeing uh, people of like lots of different. Um, I guess it's, it's there's something about like gang beasts and other games as well i guess um that just seems to bring complete strangers and just them playing it together and then just watching them enjoy it Mm -hmm. that is that kind of thing but yeah it's like um the uh, harder parts of it is when people are talking about the game saying like we're not working on the game and things like that uh because it's been a while before us to get an update out uh Mm -hmm. And I can understand that our communication historically hasn't been great. Um, but yeah, seeing that when you've been sometimes spending literally like last week, I think I worked every single day of the week, sometimes oh, wow. till like three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's like, and then hearing someone say they're not working on the game, they've just abandoned it and things. It's uh, sometimes a bit heartbreaking. Uh, but we understand that it is the vocal minority in that regards. And uh, also often if you do actually just speak to them, they understand and they um, become quite uh, friendly in that. And yeah, it's usually just people who are just annoyed and they're finding a way to vent, which I completely understand. It's just sometimes I don't think they always realize that like especially for indies, uh, usually the person that is dealing with like support, uh, working on the game, and is also working on like well, basically you're doing everything. So like running a game company isn't just about the game itself. You also have to run a company. Like there's legal things you have to do and all that. It's so yeah. That answers your question. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, no need to apologize. And yeah, no, you, you, you nailed it. You kind of, yeah, I don't want to say you nailed it, because um, it wasn't kind of like a, a nail set up to hit with a hammer. But no, like you, you definitely answered the question. I, I, I get what you're saying, because yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, you're, you're putting all those long hours in, um, and you know, people might not always see the other side of the other side of things, right? Like if all you see is, you know, as a consumer, if all you see is the game coming out and if, you know, you, you put an update, you know, in, you know, June, and then you put an update in October as a consumer, you might look at that and say, Oh, they're not doing anything, but you know, you might not have anything to put out in that time, or you might be working towards stuff to put out in that time. So it's, I think ultimately what it is, is, you know, remembering that, you know, people are people, right? Like we all have our own lives. We all have our own, um, we have all of our own things going on. And it's, I think, I think there's a degree of unintentional separation in that, you know, if, if I go to work and I work on something and 
you know, I don't, I don't do, if I don't, you know, give an update or put anything out for, let's say a month, it doesn't necessarily mean I've been sitting there doing nothing for a month. It just means I haven't had anything substantial to show. Right. And I think a lot of people might have that disconnect where they don't realize, you know, you, it's the same for you. It's the same for any developer, more so for an indie developer. Because uh, as you said, you know, when you're a small team, uh, you have way more responsibilities, way more balls you have to keep in the air, right? So like you said, when you, you talk to them, and it's good that when you talk to them that they they realize, because I hopefully that means, you know, if the light bulb went on for them, they went, oh, you know, it's the same for me, except, you know, you're producing a, a consumable product in the public where in some cases, you know, someone might, their consumable product might just be, uh, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way, you're stocking a shelf or, uh, you know, preparing a, a report for their boss or something. So it's, it's, it's good to know that they understand that, you know, when, when you can make that connection, that the empathy comes out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I don't want to throw some shade, but I, I, it, I, I kind of, I can understand the frustration from, from your part. If people are, are, you know, saying, oh, they're not doing anything. Cause you know, like you said, you, you guys started this game in some form of another six or so years ago. Now uh, you released three years ago now. Um, and you know, when I, I looked at it earlier, you guys have been consistently putting out updates, uh, you know, as as you feel they've been needed you know like a you know an update you know every couple of months or you know sometimes closer sometimes further but you guys are still supporting the game so it seems kind of uh you know it, it would seem kind of silly for someone to accuse you guys of just you know abandoning the game because clearly you guys have not so sorry that's, um, i don't i don't know where i was going with that just sort of like the 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 statement of just how it how it seems silly to me that someone would make that that accusation, you know? Yeah, uh, but uh, to be fair, in their defense, uh, there has been like I think uh, it's been um, when I was looking twenty seven days since we last updated uh, the um, beta that we've been working on, and mm -hmm. uh, also like it has been about a year since we've had a proper release. Mm -hmm. um, but like one of the things. I don't think people always understand is there's also external factors like uh, sometimes like, you can get the game as close as you can and you think it's ready and then you test something and there's all of a sudden something completely weird broken mm -hmm. and uh, also like for us at least uh, because we've been learning on the job like we literally don't we when we started we didn't have a program we was just literally learning <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, to program, I, we've rebuilt Gang Beast three times already. Um, each time, making substantial improvements to the inner workings of the game, but there's still mm -hmm. a lot of kind of uh, gumph that we're fixing. These legacy issues that keep coming back to haunt us, and luckily with this beta stuff, a lot of them have been fixed, um, and I'm really excited for the next update. Uh, I think a lot of the people who uh, have been struggling with the game more recently have been playing and seeing these issues. So that is driving their uh, reasons to think we've not, uh, well, think we've just taken the money and run. 
But um, yeah, I think when they see this, they'll uh, actually see that we have been trying. Because it plays better now than I think it ever has. Personally. And just to speak, you know, really briefly to the, the plays better. I I haven't had it crash on me when I tr when I played it recently. I haven't had any of those issues. I remember uh, years ago it would you know crash um, occasionally, and I haven't had that happen to me. So yeah, you know it definitely plays more stable. Um, you know the gameplay. I was never really a, a really I don't know the I don't know if in, in into it is the right word to use. It probably isn't. But like it wasn't a game that I was playing you know like hours a day so for mm -hmm. me it was something i'd pick up play with some friends and would have some fun and then you know that'd be it you know try it again you know when when we got together again or, or what have you so like from a i'm gonna say casual standpoint um the game has largely felt the same um mm -hmm. and i don't like i said i don't mean that in a negative way it's just for 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 someone like me that's that you know picks up and plays it every now and then it's it's it always has had the same feel and i i i hope that is a i hope that's more of a compliment than anything else because that's what i'm trying to mean it as it's, it's always felt you know I, I i know what i'm gonna get when i pick up gang beasts and it's mm -hmm. going to be it, i've never been disappointed when i go in expecting you know what i'm what i'm going into expect i always get and that's always a good thing that's what i'm trying to say sorry yeah. no this is all right. um i mean also i'd be curious to know if you was playing locally online I've I don't think I've ever tried it online. Not recently, because um, yeah, sorry, there, there a lot of the issues that we've been fixing recently. Coatsync been fixing actually the uh, company we work with on Gangbeast uh, is to do with online issues. Like hmm. the game did play significantly different online to local, and now it's playing a lot more like local. Oh, and that's that's fantastic because yeah. yeah, no, I never I never really tried it online. For me, whenever I would play it, it would usually be in in person, um, yeah. with you know with someone there or with other people. So yeah, so it's that's you know that's totally on me. That's not something I would have, have experienced. So that's that's great that you're you're fixing that gap. Um, and you know something else you mentioned that you know like people can just pick it up and they'll they'll enjoy it. Um, I've been to you know a handful of uh, Penny Arcade Expos in in the states over the years, and it, without fail, it seems like there's always I don't want to call it like a, a crash lounge or what have you, but there's you know I've seen it I would say almost every year there's always a group with like just open controllers for people to come and go just you know take a few minutes to breathe and play and it's I always see them playing Gang Beast and it's always it's always funny to, like you said, just to watch other people play it because, you know, it, the game is, no matter how you look at it, it's, it's hilarious. You know, you, you watch someone, you know, fling their arm back, knock someone out, and then you watch two people trying to, that are not on the same team, trying to negotiate how they're going to throw that person off the map. But you'll see like one person pulling real hard one way and the other the other way, and then the person wakes up, headbutts them, and then... You know, it's 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 absolute bedlam all over again. So it's <laughs> I think I think that really speaks to the game and that, you know, it's I've never seen anyone pick it up and not immediately enjoy themselves. And that's that is a an impressive feat, I think, because, you know, the 
a lot of people, you know, aren't aren't going to be able to pick up a game and just immediately enjoy it. Where in this case, you know, you, I've seen it numerous times where people just pick it up and enjoy themselves, you know? Yeah, I think that's another thing that we enjoy about events. It's when, like, uh, families go to an event and usually mm -hmm. the parents are kind of bored. They're just taking their kid around. And then uh, we invite the parents to play as well. And then they're just all playing and they're all just enjoying it. Like, that's the kind of thing that I just love seeing. It's uh, It seems to bring people together. Yeah, and, like, that must be, like, that must be a great feeling to be able to see... Mm -hmm you know, a game that you made, seeing a bunch of people being able to enjoy it. And it, and it, it, in my mind, that would kind of hit on a few different things. Like, um, like you said, you made, or, you know, you see people enjoy it, but you made it, right? So in my mind, you, know, you get to see people enjoying something you made in person. But at the same time, you know, you know that this might actually be a, you know, a memory that that family, or the kids at least, create that they remember for 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 years you know it might be something that they go back to um in the future and you know oh yeah had a rough day and like they sit down and they play this game or they pick up the game and you know they get their parents to go back to it after they bought it or what have you just because you know those those memories formed and it's something that everyone can just sit down and enjoy together you know kind of like a board game or or what have you i mean uh if gang beast can ever be like Mario Kart is for us, like for Christmas, like a Christmas mm -hmm. game. I think uh, that would be amazing. Uh, we have heard some people saying stuff on a similar sort of vein, like because we've received letters from fans and things, mm -hmm. and that's always been great. But yeah, um, it's weird as well for us because like we didn't really make the game for other people. We made it for ourselves to play. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, we got lucky uh, that other people liked it. So yeah, it's it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, and like you, you definitely should feel good to see that because you know it's like I, I have nothing but praise to sp uh, to speak to to gang because like I said, it's I when I pick it up, I know what I'm going to get. I always know it's going to be a fun time, and that's I think that's probably something that's shared amongst many fans because um, like I I know that when this you know pandemic is over and the next time. PAX is open, I'm I'm confident that I'm going to go and I'm going to see people enjoying Gang Beast again because, you know, like I said, I've seen it numerous times over the years. So it's, so I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that there's going to be, at the very least, a, a good chunk of people that, you know, have, that this is their Mario Kart, you know, it's that mm -hmm. this is their, their thing. And that's, I think that's just awesome because, you know, it's, it's, it's a game that's made for that in my opinion thank you yeah no uh, you're definitely welcome uh hopefully uh the next packs you'll see a uh, the 30 man version because uh, we built a kind of custom version for events mm -hmm. which is just like uh the all in the ring 30 players at once <laughs> uh we don't support that publicly because it's hard enough supporting more than four controllers mm -hmm. on a game on desktop uh, and actually, the USB setup for that is a nightmare. Yes, that would be. Uh, like, we have to have these dedicated USB hubs, and then we have to downgrade the USB port to, to support that many. <laughs> it's like, USB 3 doesn't support uh, that many inputs, basically. Hmm. From controllers, anyway, as far as we've seen. 
So with you saying that, I'm sorry, I want to, I have to downgrade my previous statement of it being absolute bedlam because what you just said to me, that, that redefines what bedlam would be in this game. Oh yeah, it's completely unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in the best way possible. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch, but yeah, I, it's not really, um, there's reasons why we only put on certain levels. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's just no. like having 30 people on the gondola stage is not going to work. <laughs> I'm not even it, sure it, they could support it. it. It might, you know, I don't, I don't know how much weight your characters have, but those gondolas, you know, they might not enjoy <laughs> having a bunch of people dangling off the side. Yeah, they're not going to stay there for long anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, in my mind, I'm, it's running through how, how, that would, how that would all look now. So Michael, I'm, I, I've, I've kind of asked all the questions that, that I wanted to ask. Um, so this is a real smooth transition. I know. Um, is there anything that you, you know, that you want, you want anyone that listens to this to be aware of, um, you know, what they should look out for in gang beasts or, you know, games you want to recommend, like anything like that, you know, that you want to, you want to kind of pitch like this is, you know, 100% just giving you a soapbox and, I'm inviting you to step on it, I guess. Um, I think uh, there's only really two things I can think of. Uh, one being um, it is people on the other end uh, when you are talking to them. Like they, mm. they usually are trying. They're usually working quite hard. Uh, so just be mindful of that. And I guess secondly, uh, yeah, we are still working on the game. Uh, we're actually investing heavily into the game. And hopefully that will be seen soon. Yeah, yeah and I, I definitely will be, will be keeping my eye out for it because, you know, it's, um, like I said, I've, I've always enjoyed the game. And, you know, with, with more updates, especially uh, with you saying the, you're, you're trying to get the online to be closer to the, the, the local play. Um, just I've, I've never actually thought to try this game online. So that knowing that it's going to get even better, to me, that makes it a, a great thing to do because... It, you know, I'd love to play this game more with, with people, and if online's getting better, you know, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if, how, can, how can people follow you guys? If they want to they wanna find out more about Gang Beasts or uh, more about what you guys are doing on, in, in, you know, in the future, like, how can people get that information? Um, I guess right now it's um, either uh, probably the Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably a good place to go, uh, which is at Gangbeast or at Boneloaf. Uh, other than that, well, I mean, we have a Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm not the best person to ask about this. Uh, no, no, that's I'm the, also that's... not the person in charge of this stuff. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I apologize. I, I, you know, I, I just sort of threw that one at you. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Uh, Steam as well. Um, the updates on Steam are probably a good place to go because okay. um, any update that we make will eventually find it way, its way onto consoles as well because one of the things people are saying, is this stuff coming to consoles? And mm-hmm. yep, the answer is yes. Okay, awesome. So what I'll, what I'll try and do is I'll put that put as much of that in the comment description for the episode as I can or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Find a way to help you know get that information out there. Um. But yeah, if there's if you know if there's nothing else you want to want to say, I'll I'll let you get back to your busy day because as you said, you know you've been working 
last week you you know put all that time in um and you know it's friday now so i'm i'm gonna try and let you get get on if you're on if your day thank you so much for indulging uh me and sitting down and having this conversation it, you know like i said it means a lot it's been fun oh that's great to hear thank you for that mm. um so yeah so you know Thanks for listening to the first episode of the Red Tunic podcast. If you want to hear anything more in the future, please, you know, take a look uh, and see what else comes on the on the horizon. Also want to give thanks to Ronald Jenkins for allowing use of music from the track Road Steep from the album Road Steep. So if you do like that kind of stuff, definitely check him out. He's a lot of fun. Tune in next time. <laughs>